Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Alex Sturbaum. We recorded this at his house in Seattle about a month ago. To all the Apple Podcast users, please take a minute while you're listening to rate and review Get Up in the Cool. It's pretty easy. Just select Get Up in the Cool in the library section of the app, scroll down, give it five stars, and say something nice. The more ratings and reviews the show gets there, the more visibility it'll have in the app just an easy thing you can do to help the show and you only have to do it once right now there are 130 ratings and reviews but if everyone who listens takes 30 seconds and just does it get up in the cool could have a few thousand which would really help stick around after the interview and i'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's guest but first here's my interview and jam with alex sturbaum enjoy
Alex Sturbaum, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, um... That, that kind of guitar behavior has not happened yet, I don't think, on, uh, on Get Up in the Cool. Oh. So explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, um... One of the greatest joys of my life is playing, um, Irish-style guitar backup to, um, to old-time fiddle music. I think it's, uh... I think it's a wonderful match that does not does not get its due as often <laughs> as often as it maybe deserves. Yeah, I mean that was fun. That was rad. How did what, when did you start doing that? Playing Irish backup to old time music. Um, I would say probably probably early college when I when I started playing more old time tunes. I I played Irish all through high school. But when I, when I went to college, I sort of switched to Contra because at Oberlin, that's where the tunes were. Hmm. And uh, there was actually an, an amazing old-time fiddler, Heather Maliak, who um, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, who, uh, who would sometimes play for Contra dances. And I remember just sitting down with her and sort of she played her, her fiddle style and I played my guitar style. And I was just, whoa, this is really fun. <laughs> So you said you started playing tribe music in high school. Is that what you said? I did, yeah. Yeah. What? In what tradition then? Um, I started. I started out in Irish. In um, Irish. My first instrument was actually the bauron, the the sort oh, of Irish good. frame drum. How old were you when you started playing that? Twelve or thirteen. How were you exposed to that instrument? Um, was well, that your first instrument ever, or just in Irish music? Uh, that was my first instrument ever. My, oh, man. My dad, um, Arthur Sturbaum, he was actually mentioned briefly on this podcast before as, oh. um, as a banjo dragon with a banjo horde. Oh, very good. <laughs> yes. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that to him, and, <laughs> and he... He was like, yes, fair. Um, but, <laughs> no one's uh, planning on slaying you. <laughs> yeah. But um, my dad is, um, he, is he grew up as, um, as an old time and bluegrass fiddler, or, or that's sort of what his style was. But, you know, I grew up in a house full of, full of folk music and folk musicians and instruments. Who but, else was playing? Um, mostly my dad and his friends, just okay. around the kitchen gotcha. table. Um, but for some reason, I never really got into it. Um, and then when I was 12, I got exposed to this, uh, <laughs> this folk pop band from Canada, from Newfoundland called Great Big Sea. Um, mm. and they, uh, their whole thing was they played folk songs like pop songs and pop songs like folk songs. So they had button accordion and Bauron and bazooki and I just, some, some switch got flipped. I was like, this is the coolest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> and so... I got into the Bauron, and from there I got into um, into Irish rhythm guitar through uh, I I saw a video of John Doyle, and just what my eyes went. <sighs> that was more or less that. Yeah, there you go. I think you've used the the phrase or the term transatlantic music. Yes. What do you mean by that? A lot of a lot of old time music uh, and old time and bluegrass and a lot of American music came out of out of European music um, like not all of it ab absolutely sure. but 
Um, but there's a, a heavy sort of Scotch-Irish influence in there, um, as well as, um, you know, English ballads and all of this stuff. And ever since that went to America, it's been, it's been you know, thriving and turning into something all of its own. But at the same time, it's been thriving and, um, and evolving back, um, back across the pond, as it were. And I think that if you put the two together, they actually go really, really well together. They share enough common roots um, that, that it's, it doesn't take a whole lot of restructuring or yeah. mental rearranging to make them go together. But by the same token, they're, they're definitely different enough that there's a really interesting give and take if you put them together. And I think that, and just, I love sort of seeing what happens. And like, especially because in, in like a lot of, in some American folk scenes, there's, I feel like there's people who play both and it's very easy to sort of get, get caught in, you know, I, I just play Irish. I just play old time. Um, but I think that if you if you put those together and you sort of explore explore the other fields and sort of see how they interact, you come up with something that's a completely new sound and also really exciting. Yeah. Are there specific groups that have been inspiring you to to play transatlantically? Um, I think the big one that really introduced me to this concept was the Transatlantic Sessions. Okay. Which is a um, a BBC program with uh, Shet um, hosted by Shetland fiddler Ali Bain and Dobro legend Jerry Douglas, and the idea was cool. yeah, and the idea was that they'd rent a house in Scotland for something like three weeks, um, set it up for audio and video recording, and get a house band that included you know people like Tim O'Brien, John Doyle, Russ Berenberg, yeah. uh, Mike McGoldrick, just legends from both sides. Um, and then they'd get a whole bunch of other just best in the best from both genres, um, or all the genres really, and just put them in the room and said, said go. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of, one of the coolest things I'd ever seen because it was this wonderful cultural exchange, but at the same time it's very clearly in a way that a lot of media I feel like fails to capture, just musicians really, really enjoying playing together. Yeah, uh, I think that above all else is like one of the most interest, one of the things that is most interesting to non-musicians is, yeah. is watching musicians play together, uh, especially I think like kind of in casual or in uh, spontaneous settings. Like Absolutely. I always hear people talk about uh, the movie once <laughs> when they're all singing around the table and how like they're like oh I want to be a part of that that's the coolest thing ever because we're like kind of starved of it yeah yeah and yeah and it's there like in in most towns you can you can find those you just you just have to have to know where to look I guess mm. and you write your own music as well but you do it within the idiom or idioms I I try yeah um I I like to um, I like to try and find find vacancies. Like obviously, sometimes a song will just a song or a tune will just come up and it exists as it is. But sometimes I'll try and find a find a space that hasn't been filled, or just like there's a song I really want to sing and it doesn't exist yet. So I mm. I guess I have to make it happen. Yeah, 
<laughs> Very good. Yeah. We're going to do a song, a good work song. Yeah. <laughs> a very melancholy work song. Yeah, tell us about this one. Well, uh, I, I recently started playing music full time, but uh, for the previous... Congratulations, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. I'm, uh, it's, it's equal parts um, thrilling excitement and raw terror. Yeah, great. Cool, cool, cool. But, um, but for the four years... Uh, for the four years before that, I'd uh, been working in environmental restoration here in Washington State. So trying to uh, sort of improve, improve habitat, um, specifically like uh, mostly salmon habitat and just riparian stuff. And a big part of that is removing invasive plants, uh, a big one of which here is scotch broom. And, uh, and I remember just spending you know, days and days just tearing scotch broom out of the, out of the ground using, using this giant metal wrench yeah. and just thinking, man, I've been singing all of these, you know, sea shanties and mining songs and this is hard work too, but why isn't there a song about this? Pulling so. scotch broom. Exactly. <laughs> so this was the vacancy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very good. Let me make sure I'm in tune. I should probably do that too. Oh, I'm not. Now, is uh, pulling scotch broom, is that a temporary, is that a seasonal thing that was part of your work? Because th there seems to be like, oh, I don't have to do this for very much longer. Or is that about starting to uh, transition into playing just music full time? Like, what is the, the temporal aspect of this song? <laughs> oh, um, we, uh, we were working out of Lake Stevens, but we actually took what was called a spike, where you go and you camp and you stay where you were. Yeah. And so we just spent a whole week there, just like gotcha. sleep, in, sleep in the tent, wake up, um, g walk like five minutes to the job site, work for 10 hours, come back. Yeah. Um, and so just I, I wrote this on the, on the last day of the spike, just like yeah. one more day, yeah. and then we go home. Perfect. That sounds very inspiring. <laughs> I'm surprised you had energy for anything. <laughs> There's a reason it's not a particularly fast song. Yeah. <laughs> it was on one winter morning clear We loaded up and packed our gear we lit out at the break of day We was pulling broom up concrete way And it's one more day Of the smell of earth and wood smoke One more day Pulling Well, the scotch broom fields grew thick and wide River roaring on the other side Get up, buddy, no time to sleep Cause the broom grows high and the roots run deep And it's one more day of the smell of earth and wood smoke 
one more day pulling Little owl calling in the dog fur trees as the gray dawn wakes us from our ease. In the morning sun we're on the road with a big iron bar and a heavy load. And it's one more day of the smell of earth and wood smoke one more day pulling Well, the northwest rain come a pouring down So hard you feel like you might drown So you bend your backs and you pull together And hope like hell for better weather And it's one more day of the smell of earth and wood smoke one more day pulling now the burn pile stacked and the fires died down and before too long we'll be homeward bound come sundown we'll be on our way with an aching back and a full week's pay And it's one more day Of the smell of earth and wood smoke One more day Pulling through It's just one more day Hmm. That, even though I've never done that specific work before, <laughs> that feeling of like whew, almost done, <laughs> just a little more—it's <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. That is a vacancy, or was. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. There's there's always more cool things that that need songs, I guess. Mm. There's so many jobs, so many new jobs. Yeah. You know, and then, which means new songs to be written about how goddamn hard you're working. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I've always loved work songs. I feel like a lot of good folk songs are, are just sort of just about real people doing real things. And work is a real thing. Well, it's overtime and the server's down. <laughs> <laughs>
It needs to be more IT songs. <laughs> I bet someone's done it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I know a lot of folk singers who work in IT, so <laughs> yeah. I, I might pester them <laughs> to do their due diligence. Hmm. Do you ever meet resistance for introducing new material? Uh, I know that sometimes the old-time community can be a bit curmudgeon, curmudgeonly because I think some people are actually afraid of losing some of the really special things about it to, um, you know, progress or de-evolution. De yeah. But what's the Contra scene like? That's the space you mostly kind of inhabit, right? Yeah, um, I, I try to, um, yeah, I, I try to sort of stay, stay present in a bunch of scenes, but sure. I, I would say that most of what I do is, is in the Contra and folk singing scenes, um, here in, here in town anyway. Um, I would say that I've, I have been fortunate enough to, in, to encounter fairly little resistance, at, at least in recent times. Good. Um, I, growing up in, in the Cincinnati scene um, for Irish music, there was, there was some degree of, of gatekeeping of, of people who were really insistent on, on, you know, you have to learn it a certain way and you have to play it a certain way. Right. Which um, I'm of two minds about. I, I, think, that it's, I think that it's worth... I, I think there's some merit in the notion of you you have to learn the rules before you break them, um, especially with regards to stuff like session etiquette and um, sure yeah and um, and like it helps you sort of gain a respect for the tradition, which is a wonderful thing. But at the same time, I feel like the tradition really it's not something that can be preserved in a glass case. You right. it's it's a living breathing thing, and if you don't let people innovate within it, then it's then it's going to uh, then it's going to sort of wither and die because uh, people are going to want to come in and sort of put their own stamp on it and I I think that that's something that is really really wonderful about about a living tradition yeah. is that is that people have the option of doing that and I I don't I think that it is important to you know keep old stuff that is that is good, but I also, I also feel like as long as there are people who are enthusiastic about preserving that old stuff, then it, it will be preserved and I don't, yes. yeah, and I, and I don't think that there's any harm in, in adding to it. Uh, all, 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 all of the old tunes used to be new once. Yes. <laughs> it kind of reminds, this is a weird comparison and it doesn't entirely hold up, but here goes. It kind of reminds me when the new Ghostbusters movie was coming out and people were so mad because it was all women. And it's like, well, first of all, that's a sh shitty reason yes. <laughs> to be mad about it. Um, but then second of all, like, the whole movie's still there. There's two exactly. whole movies for you and an animated series. Just like, it's not gone. It's preserved. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You can I, go I, back and watch it. <laughs> I actually love that comparison. Okay, great. And for the record, I also thought the new Ghostbusters movie was really funny. I've heard. I did not see it. Not out of protest, but out of just busyness. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Um, okay, cool. Let me, let me get to A so that we can play, uh, so we can earn some more cred by playing some actual old music <laughs> for you gatekeepers who are listening. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. All right. What are we gonna play next? Uh, 
what's this cold frosty morning? Uh, old, old time tune that I learned from my dad, uh, probably uh, nearly 20 years ago. Just in keeping with the transatlantic theme, yes. I'm going to play it on an Irish button accordion. <laughs> so subversive, I love it. and songs that you chose today but uh this next one is my favorite because it's a really special vacancy that you found uh in in ballad traditions and i think you filled it really eloquently and nicely so well, thank you yeah, so much i love it it means a lot to me yeah it's really cool i really appreciate that yeah let me get to g real quick and we'll talk <laughs> I'm in the key of E flat. 
<laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> I am sorry for making you play yeah. an E flat. <laughs> well, your voice sounds lovely in this key, so I think it is well worth it. Tell us about the song. So this song, um, it came about when I was reading, uh, when I was reading In the Heart of the Sea, uh, which is a, a book about the tragedy of the whale ship Essex. And so reading about 19th century Nantucket. That is like the Moby Dick thing, right? Yeah, like, isn't it loosely? It's, it's, the, it's the story that inspired Moby Dick. Gotcha. The, uh, okay. With, you know, the whale ramming the ship and, every, and many folks dying. Yeah. Um, but uh, it starts with a chapter just on the culture of Nantucket. And uh, I was struck by just... Um, it talks a lot specifically about, um, about the women of Nantucket, who, while, while, the, uh, while most of the men were off, you know, whaling for three years at a time, um, they would run businesses, they would sort of form their own social interactions, they'd have essentially a lot more freedom to live their lives than, than, uh, a, lot of, than a lot of women on the mainland at that yeah. time. And, um, and I just kept reading um, about this, and just this thought kept coming to mind, which is that two whalemen's wives almost definitely fell in love at some point. Like, that's yeah. the thing that happened. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and just, I've, uh, I've long since thought that, you know, that bisexuality and polyamory are, are two things that never really get explored in the folk tradition because for a lot of human history it was either something that was reviled or something that was just like okay we know this is a thing but we aren't going to discuss it yeah and in, in most cultures yeah yeah sorry like most uh, colonial cultures at least yeah, yeah. like i be, because i'm because western or not sure. western music but uh european based music is is what i play and i know i i might use it as a uh like folk music is a blanket term and like obviously that doesn't apply to all folk traditions everywhere. Um, but anyway, I, I just thought that, I thought this song should, I, I wanted to write this song and so. Glad you did. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I married John Coffin just two years ago And he's a fine man as all Nantucket knows And he's bound to make second mate Or so I hear If the Charles brings home enough foil next year At twenty a mother At nineteen a bride with a child on my knee and another inside My heart, it was broken and swept out to sea Where my sweet Mary found it and brought it to me Sweet Mary Starbuck from Nantucket town If she was to see, I would willingly drown And her voice like a bell on a clear winter's day Sets my heart a-ringing and winging away At meeting one morning she came to me there 
with a Nantucket wind in her flyaway hair. Her hands soft and certain clasped mine in the lane, and I felt my heart shiver as she spoke my name. Her words came in whispers in trembling lines. Her cheeks red as roses, her eyes all shine. Then she kissed me so gentle, so soft and so sure. The world spun round once and at once I was hers. Sweet Mary Starbuck from Nantucket town. If she was the sea, I would willingly drown. And her voice, like a bell on a clear winter's day, sets my heart a-ringing and winging away. On Nantucket our men go to hunt for the whale. They live at the mercy of teeth, sea, and gale. But in town life goes on and it goes on apace With children and letters and Mary's sweet face So when John comes I'll give him a kiss and a smile And a good whaleman's wife I will be for a while And in time I'll stand watching his sail fade at sea then go home where my true love lies waiting for me. Sweet Mary Starbuck from Nantucket town, if she was to see, I would willingly drown. And her voice, like a bell on a clear winter's day, sets my heart a ringing and winging away. And sets my heart a ringing and winging. Hmm. What a romantic song. That's so lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so we got one left. Am I reading this right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to do Valley Forge for the bonus track. Yes. Great, 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 great. Okay, so we're going to do uh, one more original song in your transatlantic India. <laughs> and before we do that, Please tell us where do we go to hear more of your music. Well, um, you can go to my website, alexsturbaum.com, or my Facebook group, just Alex Sturbaum Music. You can also check out um, my band Countercurrent with Brian Lindsay. Former guest of the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and speaking of former guests of the show, um, there is another project called The Vashon Sessions, um, which is earlier... Uh, I, I talked about the transatlantic sessions, and yes. I've for my first thought on hearing the transatlantics was that's wonderful and I love it. My second thought is I want to do that. Yeah. And so uh, for the last two summers and hopefully many more to come, I've been just trying to gather about a dozen or so musicians from you know various various folk traditions in a house on Vashon just to make an album over the course of a weekend, cool. um, and. The second album, Volume 2, should be coming out uh, this fall. 
Uh, you can find it at thevashonsessions.com. Um, I'm I'm sort of the one of the producers. The other is Brian Lindsay, former guest of the show. Um, also, uh, Jesse Partridge and Panka Jane Chalevsky. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Exactly. <laughs> So tell us about this last song. So uh, I've I've always really enjoyed songs about riverboats. Um, I think probably side effect of growing up in Cincinnati, and um, this song just sort of spilled out once, and it's just a standard broken heart story. But I just really enjoyed writing it, and then uh, it's followed by uh, by a by a tune that I wrote on banjo. Um, because I saw a street sign. I used to drive to get to work on a road called Machias Cutoff, and I was just like, that needs to be a banjo <laughs> tune, and it needs to be in sawmill tuning, Yeah. and uh, it needs to be crooked in the B part. Yeah, great. <laughs> I, so, uh, yeah, this song's called Francis Lee. Run down through the flatland towns where the river men spend their money free. River run wide and the river run deep. River run all this time. And the river run cold is the cold, cold heart of that pretty little girl of mine. When I landed on the river back in 1845, it was all aroused about could do to keep himself alive. Hard work and hard earned liquor was the life that came to me.
find a suit of clothes and a golden ring besides I opened up my true love's door with the shaking and the trembling hand I found my true love in the arms of a low-down gambling man And the river run down from the mountain and the river run down to the sea the river run down through the flatland towns where the river moments when they're running the river run wide and the river run deep the river run old as time the river run cold as the cold Vashon Sessions Volume 2 came out last night. Go get it at thevashonsessions.com. Then head over to Alex's website, alexsturbaum.com, and Countercurrent's website, countercurrentmusic.com, and get those albums and look at their tour dates. You can find and follow them on Facebook as well. And everything I mentioned is linked in the show notes on your podcast app. Just a quick reminder before I sign off, don't forget about my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It comes out every Tuesday, and it just passed the 100-episode mark. Still going strong. I recommend starting at the beginning of a season. We're about to wrap up Season 11. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool. <laughs>